Is this not what you've been waiting for? Have you not been entertained? Pete from Furniture by Pete. Bill from William Patrick Customs. This is Grey Knockers. Right here, right now. Right now. Right now. What's up, Grain Knocker Nation? It's episode two. Episode one was amazing. Pete, how's Boston? How you doing out there, buddy? It's uh, it's crappy weather. It's pouring rain. But you know what? I'm in a good mood because episode one was a huge success. Thank you to all of you out there who uh, who tuned in, subscribed. Uh, it's been an awesome first start for us. Uh, in episode two, I don't think we're going to disappoint. Uh, we had a great interview. Uh, with Joe Claddy from RZ Mask, and that will be coming up uh, halfway through the show, so stay tuned for that. Uh, really, really good stuff. Um, real excited about it. Yeah, it was a great interview with Joe. I think that um, you know, not everyone knows everything about these companies, so the fact um, that we're bringing them on to tell their end of the story a little bit more personable through podcasts. This was also RZ Mask's first time on a podcast, and I think I think listeners like that. Uh, real fast, too, the opening segment changed, and I have to give credit to this awesome band out of Chicago called Kamuv. Thank you for lending your tunes to the intro. But yeah, but first, Pete, um, I know we wanted to start the segment off with shop safety, because yep. um, having a guest like RZ Mask, I mean, what other topic would we do, right? Sure, right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I mean, let's let's hit the ground running, my man. Pretty soon, we're going to get like so big, dude, we're going to, companies are going to be begging to come on Grain Knockers. Right. And giving us like advertising fees and all kinds of things. I mean, we're going to hit the ground running. Hey, you bring up advertisement fees. You know that yes. uh, secretly I did get us our very first advertisement, and it's coming up later oh, no in the way. show. Yeah, I recorded Are the commercial serious? and everything. Yeah. Are you like a paid advertisement? It's paid advertisement. Oh, dude, that is so – look at that, dude. Episode one, we're already, that, that is off the hook. I can't wait. Like why did you tell me? Because I, I wanted – to, if this relationship's going to have any, you know – thrills to it i'm there's the element of surprise has to be involved you know i mean listen like i said what's a good relationship without secrets exactly so um let's dive into shop safety real fast um i know that when i started building i mean my shops it's probably not like everyone else i mean i went from a garage to like a shed to a tent outside in the winter Believe that or not, it was like one of those old big army mash. Remember the show Mash? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm older than you, so yeah. But I'm still a little bit too young for the Mash thing. What are but you talking like about? Mash was on reruns for like 50 years. Me yeah, too but, old. You know, yeah, but you know, seriously, what? How old are you? Like, watch you know, watching Mash reruns? They were just on. The What's another great rerun that was on for way too long? I've got one. Roseanne. Get it off my TV. Yeah, I, I, dude, I don't know what you're watching for entertainment, but whatever it is, your childhood sucked. My childhood was with a single mother, okay, and we had Channel 2, Channel 5, Channel 7, and maybe, just maybe, we got 32. And well, it way, was what way to just really make me feel like an a-hole over here. I'm ready to say we'll break out the violins for Billy. Right. You know, M Mr. Cryrod over there, and then he has to bring up Raised by a Single Mom. See, I can't even say anything after that, because no matter what I say, I sound like an a-hole. But I always had cable growing up, so I guess I was a fortunate one. 
Oh. I had cable, two parents, you know. Wow. White picket fence. White picket fence. You know how we do. Can you, you give know? me a minute? I need a minute. I need a minute. Okay, I'm good. Can you insert the violin sound for Billy? Right. Okay, so let's dive into shop safety. Like I was saying before, different shops, different setups, I think same principles. Would you agree with that? I mean, when it comes to shop safety, same things apply, right? Yeah, but let's, you know, let's all get like the elephant out of the room here, okay? Shop safety, it's boring. It's boring. It's not sexy. Nobody really cares that much about it because of that. Like, it's not a tangible thing. Uh, even, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, eye protection or ear protection all the way to dust collection. It's stuff that is uh, necessary. It's stuff that you appreciate it when you have it. But getting set up for it, you know, nobody likes to do it. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to invest in it. It's a pain in the ass. But again, once you have it, then you realize the importance of it and just how much you should have started off with it you know, in the beginning. Right. And I don't want to spoil um, too much of the RZ interview. So let's stay away from the mass side of things. Let's concentrate on some other things. Like I know I've always wanted, and I was so happy when I got air filtration in my shop. Yeah. You know what? I actually just got that like six months ago, but I haven't used it a whole lot. Obviously like the weather's getting a little better now. So I got the garage uh, doors open, but again, that's, that's just one of those things. So it's a small investment. Like I have a Grizzly and it was like 150 bucks. Now, in the grand scheme of things, $150 for an air filtration unit is very affordable. And for most people who are either like hardcore part-timers or full-timers, it's a good thing to have. But how many people out there, if they have 150 bucks to spend, go, man, I really want to get air filtration. No, they want to get a tool. Right. Because it's just, it's not sexy. But when you have it and you realize the difference, then you take a step back and go, okay, like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad I got it. Yeah. And I think it depends too with, with air filtration. It depends what you do a lot of. I know when I was part-time, I didn't worry about it as much because I wasn't doing it as much. As soon as I turned full-time, it was like, I have to get one. I have kids. When it comes to air filtration, you'll learn later from the interview with RZ is that you might not feel the effect right away. You know, this is something that you might not feel tomorrow or next week, but long term stuff starts happening. You're like, ah, damn it. I wish I would have got that air filtration system, you know, and I picked up a jet. Okay. I picked up the jet. I think they're basically all the same three speeds, timers, you know, same size, 24 by 12s. I got mine on Craigslist. It was a hundred bucks. I mean, and it works awesome. I don't care if I'm painting, milling some wood, uh, whatever. Um, it really, it really does clean the air. Now also I put an exhaust fan in my garage too. So that helps get stuff out, but when it's closed up, wintertime, whatever, the air filtration systems, what kind of keeps me safe. Yeah, well, you know, if you if you get away from uh, air filtration for a second, even simple safety things like eye protection. You know, technically, you should have eye protection on all the time. How often do you always wear eye protection? I know that I've slacked on it. Now, lately, like this year, uh, my goal was to make an effort to focus on, say, always wear my eye protection when I'm using the table saw. And even now I catch myself not doing, but I'm, I'm focusing on it more and more to use that eye protection. 
when I'm using the planer, I'm trying to focus more now to use ear protection, you know, and again, and, and none of this stuff, like, you know, you're, like, you're always running around your shop, you're trying to get things done and you just don't think about that. So it's not, it's never at like the forefront, but it's important. Cause I tell you, when I am using the eye protection, you know, I'll see something like kick up on the lens and it won't be like something major it could just be dust could, you know, something small. You know, when you got the glasses on, you're like, damn, you know, if I didn't have them on, then that'd be in my face right now. Right. And, and even after like using the planer, I've got the, uh, that DeWalt, uh, planer that the 13 inch, what's that? The DW like 735 or something. Is that the same one that Bates has been working on on Instagram? You see Jay Bates tearing yeah. his apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same one. And I tell you right now, dude, that thing is a, it's a freight train. It is so freaking loud. Um, and half the time, like, I don't wear the air protection. But I tell you, when I do wear the air protection, huge difference. I'm like, man, you know, why aren't I wearing this more often? Who's you the know, so I guess, who's the leader right now in ear protection? I have the 3M muffs and, you know, with the built-in radio and whatever. Um, I love I, uh, them. But um, I, I see isotunes come out, and I'm like, hmm, that looks nice, you know? I have 3Ms as well. Not radio, but I have 3Ms as well. Um I guess, you know, this might be something, you know, kind of like, you know, as we get uh, into the middle section when we talk with RZ Mask, where maybe ear protection and eye protection, you know, start coming to the forefront a little more. And we start seeing companies being a little innovative and making the products a little bit, you know, sexier and cooler or whatnot to all of us who need them. Uh, because it is, it's just, it's just one of those things that everyone's like, oh God, I got to wear that. I got to put these on or, you know, it's never fun. But like I said, I'm trying to make the effort to always do it now, and I'm noticing a huge difference. So, you know, I urge all of you out there, if you're, you know, beginners, intermediates, try to get into the habit. Just develop the habits you have them on because um, I tell you, like in the long run, it'll you'll be so much better off. Yeah, and you know what else is um, – I forgot what I was going to say totally. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. Welcome to Chicago. That's at. Oh, William don't Patrick even Custom. bring Chicago into this, Boston, in your IROC. Jesus. Oh, well, first, first off, we've gone over this, okay? An IROC Z with the T tops. Come on. Like, yeah, and it's probably it, an you, RS. It's probably the six cylinder with the no, the loud, you know, uh, mufflers on it to sound like a V8. And you got your mullet on. You're listening to Bon Jovi. Like, yeah, we're gonna go yeah. pick up chicks listen. at Blarney's. No, listen. You know who can appreciate that? I guarantee you that my man Nick Keys at Keywood Works. I guarantee you Nick is in my corner there because Nick loves him some 80s. And I'm telling you right now, we were cruising down IROC Z, Corey Hart, sunglasses at night. Just, just babes would just be flocking to us. So don't even. There, there has never in my life been a moment where I've, I, I've imagined – you and babes flocking to you. I'm sorry to say that, but I just... So for all you who follow Grey Knockers out there, uh, Billy here runs the Grey Knockers Instagram account. I don't even know the password. He Again, it's another secret in our relationship. But if you've noticed, he's been posting a lot of pictures of me. And why wouldn't he? <laughs> I mean, I am one handsome son of a bitch. Let me tell you. I love it. Billy's like smiling at me on Skype. He's got his sunglasses on. Was that the you whole know, story? Was that your whole story right there? Because the, the sun is just blaring in his garage, you know, over there in Chicago. Oh, I know what I was going to say. 
So yeah, when it comes to safety and a lot of tools, I think wood, the woodworking community becomes like little stepbrother to the construction industry. And if you think about it, like they make safety stuff for people that are on site, building things, you know, um, buildings, uh, whatever, landscapers. Um, and those guys, I would think, sweat and are in conditions that are a lot worse than woodworkers in a shop. Now, shops get hot, I understand. But do you feel like woodworkers benefit or suffer from companies kind of directing their attention more to construction than woodworking when it comes to safety stuff? Well, yeah, probably. But I think there's also a reason for that, too. On the flip side, I think that when you have uh, social media groups like we have here on Instagram, I think that the companies that have strong a strong presence on it are starting to see, you know, the environment that we all work in and that there are a lot of, whether you're, you know, a strong part-timer or full-timer that have garage shops. So there are companies that are out there that I think are recognizing, you know, the environment that a lot of us are in. So I'd say that over the years, yeah, like a woodworker could, you know, be the redheaded stepchild of that industry. But I think that social media in this community is kind of bringing to the forefront, you know, what a lot of us work in as far as our own environment. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, another um, aspect of Grain Knockers in our podcast is uh, the ability to go live. So we went live on our Instagram a couple minutes ago, and we have about yeah. 15, I don't know how many people are on here, a couple people, and they're chiming in. Well, we have 15 people are chiming in right now? Um, 12. Now it's 12. That's almost your entire follow. Really? Yeah. We'll talk about that after the interview at RZ Mask um, about Instagram as a whole. Um, so when we go live on Instagram on our Instagram account under Grain Knockers, um, follow us at, because, because that means that we are recording. So it gives you an opportunity to chime in. Now, right now, I'll ask Pete... What are the safety things that he has done in his shop? I'll tell mine. And then if you're watching right now on Instagram Live under Grey Knockers, start commenting on things that you've improved in your shop to keep it more safe. Pete, why don't you start us off? Yeah, honestly, the safety in my shop has been pretty minimal. I do have an air filtration. You know, I do, you know, I did get a, get a good pair of like eye protection, good pair of ear protection. And I recently got... Um, I got the Harbor Freight uh, dust collection unit, and I also upgraded that to the um, uh, the Win environmental uh, filter, uh, and that makes a huge difference too. And I've also tried to make a concerted effort, whether it's uh, sanding or on the chop saw, to always have a vac, you know, hooked up to those machines to limit uh, dust getting in the air. And again, it's more of those, it's one of those things where it's 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 all about habit. So if you focus on doing it, you'll get in, into a rhythm of always doing it, and then it becomes second nature. Right. You know, I used to, I used to be lazy. Like I never used to have my miter saw hooked up to a to you know to a shop vac. And even though it doesn't pick up like a hundred percent, like you know, like a Festool would, I mean, it still works. It's noticeable when I have it on and when I don't. And I guess that's, you know, the main thing is to, you know, you'll know that it's noticeable 
And if it is, then it's worth it for you to, you know, take the time to do it. Right. And okay. So um, looking at our live screen right now, some people see when you're doing a podcast, you can't always think of everything because you're, I don't know if it's nerves or whatever. Can't really think of everything right offhand. So seeing these people's uh, comments are awesome. At well, that's because you're an idiot. What? Yeah. Well, I think of everything. Why can't you? Well, you don't think of everything. Let's be honest. I, I, I no, I, I pretty much think of uh, everything, and you're kind of retarded. Okay. So <laughs> at Nick Keys Woodworks or Key Woodworks at Key Woodworks, Pete's guy, my guy. The Feather Pro. I mean, that's a huge safety uh, tool that you could use in the shop. Yeah, I'm actually uh, pretty fortunate, too, because I have the Feather Pro and I have the Feather Pro Duo. And again, that was, an, you know, one of those like second nature type of things. Like it's it's always set up. And since it's always just set up there, I'm always using it. What about so the, a, what about the micro jig? Do you have one of those? No, I don't either. I do. No, I mean, if. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing against them. I just don't have one. No, I just, you know, I think that just like anything else, like, you know, try to try to find a couple things just to really focus on. And a lot of other things will fall into place. You know, like if you if you are consistently wearing your ear and eye protection, then things like air filtration, you're going to want to gravitate towards. Yeah, I mean, you, like, st- you start you start off with eyes and ears. You start off with eyes and ears. And then you move towards yep. air. And then you start getting into these smaller things that, you know, since you already have the major easy things taken care of, you can slowly start like the Feather Pro. And another good one from Steve at Grain Creations, uh, he says open flame and fireworks storage. I don't know why he has fireworks in his shop, but knowing Steve, that's probably true. You know, you know what? Uh, uh, real quick, because um – this will uh, kind of relate to a fellow woodworker in our community is that shop safety isn't necessarily just about um, something tangible like ear, eye uh, protection, dust collection, air filtration. It also is about uh, paying attention and taking your time and also kind of, you know, recognizing, you know, like the environment that you're in. And I say it like that because um, fellow woodworker at uh, Designs by Donnie, if you guys know him out there, uh, go check him out. I mean, Donnie is a great guy. Amazing uh, stuff. He, yeah, amazing stuff. And if you follow him, you saw that he recently had an accident where he got his finger uh, cut uh, using his joiner. And it wasn't about lack of safety as far as like uh, him wearing a protection uh, unit. It was all about fatigue and him not recognizing that to step back. And he pushed himself harder and harder. And as a result, you know, uh, sustained an injury. He did say, though, he did say, he said, I knew I was getting tired. Like in his post, he described it as, you know, I knew I was getting too hot. I knew I was getting too tired and I should have stopped. So like what you're saying, knowing your environment, but knowing yourself, I mean, if if you don't feel 100%, you should not be working with a tool. That's a huge safety issue. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that and that's what I mean. It's it's all about, you know, shop safety also extends to just, you know, knowledge of yourself and the environment. And so, you know, you need to recognize, you know, when not to push yourself. And in the end, you know, a deadline is never worth, you know, the risk of injury. So... You know, so get well wishes to my man Donnie out there. 
Uh, if you're listening and tune in, you know, we all got your back, man. We're pulling for your prayer sent out. I'm sure he's going to bounce back and he's going to just continue to put out some amazing stuff. Uh, but send him a message and pump him up. Uh, cause you know, obviously, you know, feeling down when you can't work and you're recovering. So head on over there and shoot him a message. Cause I tell you, he, he'll need to pick me up and he'll, uh, he'll appreciate the hell out of it. Yeah. Donnie get well fast, brother. Um, amazing artists and no one likes to see any of us go down like that that's for sure uh let's see what yeah, else we right, have on our live hey, real, real quick here on uh, on the live uh the best way that i've seen it put right now is uh so amanti woodworks uh, my man al over there best safety tool is your brain and that really sums it up well it's all about just you know paying attention and using your head uh and staying safe in each task that you do Right. Yeah. So in my shop, um, I actually, when I, when we bought this house, um, last August and I was already full time. So I needed my shop up and going right away. Um, the, sh the garage had no drywall, one outlet, and I had a lot of work to do. Let's just put it that way. So I added 28 outlets, a sub panel, um, a bunch of other things, but the first thing I did, believe it or not, was I put the. Oh, oh, oh. can I can I guess? Can I guess the first thing that you did? Shut up! I don't want to hear you, about it. Did Did you add a pair of balls? Because I heard that that you were missing a pair. Do you know that you bring up balls more than a clown at a circus? I I may I may again. It's you know one of those things I'm not proud of. Is it true? No, I. I'm Irish, okay? We've already talked about this. Anyways, <laughs> first <laughs> first thing I did was I put Rustoleum's rock solid on my floor. And it was so, you know, I talked to Rustoleum and they gave me instructions on how to make it last because you see reviews of, you know, it sucks, it's great, it's the best thing ever, it's horrible. I punched my baby because of it. It's just, you know, reviews we talked about last episode, you got to take it with a grain of salt. So I talked to them and it's all about how you prep it, right, to make it stick. I've been nothing but happy with it. And it, and it, it does have something to do with safety because the floor itself can get slippery uh, with sawdust. So for me and this floor, it's really easy to clean up. Anything that spills on it, I can wipe up uh, liquid-wise. The sawdust, if there, if it doesn't get caught, you know, in my other safety message like um, dust collection or air filtration, really easy to blow out or to suck up. So the flooring for me was a big one. That was one of the first things I did. Hey, the vac blows. How about the user? Gee, dude. <laughs> hey, hold on a second. You know, uh, honestly, like you were telling me about the floor before and, um, you know, that is one thing that if I knew about it, you know, and again, like, you know, cause you just kind of like jump in the woodworking and, you know, you just, you know, you just go at it. You don't think of certain things, but if I could go back, that would definitely be something I would do. Yeah. The floor is definitely worth it. It took three days. Uh, it was uh, two days of prep, one day to roll on very simple application. Uh, and then a, I think it was 12 hours to walk on, but it's so hard. I mean, it's, it's really good. Um, besides yeah. that, in my shop, I have dust collection. I have a Delta um, dust collection I hooked up to most of my uh, machines. Uh, I have the jet air filters before. Safety goggles. Uh, I do use the 3M mask now, but um, after our interview with RZ, I already ordered one. What else? Safety-wise in here, lighting. I think lighting is a huge thing for safety. Uh, sometimes it can get kind of dark in shops or garages and I don't use the LED though. 
like I don't I have ballast in my garage, but I use the old um, bulbs. I don't use the LED bulbs. What do you use? Uh, I just have the regular bulbs. I keep meaning to upgrade uh, to the LEDs. Again, just one of the things I haven't done. So, but I got to do it. Cool. Well, um, I think we are about to hear from our very first sponsor, our commercial. I've like seriously been waiting on like pins and needles. Like seriously. Like right. I can't wait to. I mean, who was it? Who like is it like a, someone out of Chicago? You're going to have to find out. I think they're actually in your hometown. I think they're in Boston. In fact, I know they're in Boston because they're like, we love Pete. We've actually used one of his uh, products. And I'm like, what? That is awesome. Yeah, of course you can be a sponsor. So we'll hear that now. And when we come back, we'll be live with RZ Mask. Hey, guys. My name's Dan. But my friends call me Wicked because I'm Wicked Awesome. My whole life, I've been told that I'm very, very short. People sometimes tell me to stand up because they think I'm sitting down. I found a solution. I found a guy named Pete. Furniture by Pete offers premium wood stilts. The good thing about stilts is it's wood, so you don't have to get stopped at an airport security line and have to take your stilts off. Pretty handy, huh? Thanks, Furniture by Pete. And I suggest for all short people out there, that if you're looking for a taller solution for a short problem, talk to Pete. Thanks, buddy. This message was brought to you by Furniture by Pete, Boston, Massachusetts. No actors were used during this commercial and was a real testimony to the proof that you can stand tall. Stand tall now with Furniture by Pete. Hey, Grain Knocker Nation. It's Bill. We have an amazing guest today. His name's Joe Claddy, and he's from RZ Masks. How awesome is this? Pete, are you pumped? I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I thought at first you were going to say that I was the special guest, but Joe works. Joe does work. Joe, how are you doing? Thank you for joining Grain Knockers. Uh, would, would this be RZ Mask's first time on a podcast? Yes, it is RZ Mask's first time on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, thank you. Really, really, uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure everybody out there um, is really interested in getting to know RZ Mask a little bit more and uh, hopefully heading over to get uh, some of your product. That'd be fantastic. Hey, Joe, um, I don't have an RZ Mask, but I've seen them all over Instagram. They're like the newest thing in construction, not only construction, woodworking. Uh, I've seen dirt bike riders ride them. Who is RZ Mask? What are you about? And what message uh, do you want to send out to the public about your brand and what you can offer? That's a great question. So RZ Mask is a high-quality dust mask that offers superior air filtration. We like to basically say that you can use our mask in, in a variety of different circumstances, different environments, you know, from anything from woodworking to, like you said, riding dirt bikes, we sell it into law enforcement. We sell it to firefighters. Even in overseas, in different polluted countries, they use it for pollution and uh, cold weather applications. It's it's a very um, versatile mask and uh, high high quality, and it's reusable too. So don't have to be disposing of masks and picking up new masks all the time. So you know we like to say that it's just a high quality, uh, very very versatile mask. Nice. Would, and you guys came to market in 2010? 
2010 RZ Mask comes to market. I read on the website it has a 99.9% filtration rate. That's right, 99.9%. That is the filter that comes stocked in all masks and are currently selling three different types of filters on our website. And the one that comes stocked in all masks is called the CAF-1. And that does filter down, filters 99.9% of particulates down to 0.1 micron. And to give you kind of an idea, the uh, a micron is about 1,200 times smaller than the eye of a needle. So when we're going down to 0.1, we're filtering very, very fine particulates here. And we then offer two other filters that uh, are called the F2 and the F3. And those filters have increased breathability, about 40% better breathability than the F1. Um, and they filter 97% of particulates down to 0.1 micron. The difference between the F2 and the F3, the F2 is strictly for dust, making it great for woodworking. And then the F3 has an active carbon element to it which is great for fumes and odors and organic chemicals, things like that. Also great for dust, but that the F1 and the F3 with that active carbon element give you that versatility where it could be for dust, but it also could be for things like smoke or odors, things of that nature. So when a woodworker, a woodworker is considering a mask, you, you would probably recommend like the F2, but if he's also painting and doing varnish and stuff like that, an F3 with the carbon filter is actually a pretty good choice as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the great thing about uh, ordering a mask uh, right out of the box. You're going to be able to use it for you know a lot of different things in your workshop because the F1 does have the active carbon element. Now, uh, what I would say is if you're going to be wearing your mask for long periods of time, and especially if you're going to be using it for other things, like I was talking about that versatility, you know, you might be using it for woodworking, but then you could be using it for a variety of other things. You know, we start to see people who are riding their ATVs, people who are doing yard work, um, mowing lawns, things where if you might be building up the sweat and, you you know, increasing that breathing rate, then that increased breathability is is pretty nice to have. So um, I would up, recommend upgrading to the F3 if you were going to be using it uh, in situations where you're going to be elevating that breathing rate. Um so, yeah, the F3 is definitely another viable option for, for woodworkers. Joe, this is Pete here. Um, I actually own the M2. The one thing that I like about it is um, I have the ability, I can wear it pretty much almost all day, and I almost don't even know that it's on my face. And that's the one thing I always hated about previous uh, dust masks that I've tried is that, you know, I'll get, like, buildup con- uh, condensation or sweat. Anything like that drove me crazy. Before you guys went to market in 2010, how much time and testing went into getting that perfect uh, design when you first launched? That's a great question. And actually, you know, that would probably be better answered by the owner of RZ Industries. He's the one, you know, I wasn't here back when they were first starting, but I have heard about it, you know, um, talked in talks with Steve about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of different tests into it. Um, they actually had... Uh, their filters tested at Nelson Laboratories. They are a microbiological facility um, based in Salt Lake City and um, very, very well-known, world-renowned testing facility. And all of our filters have been tested there. Um, but just to get the design the way uh, it is, um, I know it took um, 
you know, well, it was something that was in the pl- in planning with Steve for years um, before he actually ended up, um, you know, uh, making it a product for sale. It's something that he worked on for, for many years. I own it, and, you know, the material is so different than any of these. You know, you have these other ones that are, like, kind of rubbery with big, huge filters by the cheeks. Or you just have the cheapo, like, white ones with the elastic around the head that always breaks. Um, those rubber ones, is, Pete, those rubber ones, Pete, make my yep. face sweat. Like, it just... Yeah, ex- exactly. This is like this, um, you know, this meshy, really light, and it's incredibly soft. And like I said, like, I could have it on for, like, an hour, and by the end of the hour, I kind of forget that it's on. So that's why I was kind of curious about, you know... How did you, uh, you know, how did that come about? Because, you know, that material choice is so different than anything that I've seen on the market for a dust mask. Back in Steve's days before he was doing um, RZ, he was uh, in real estate and he was in construction. He would, um, you know, buy houses and, um, you know, build them up, flip them and sell them for a higher profit. That's what he was doing. And so he was in the construction business, and he suffered from, uh, you know, something something with his sinuses where he would, you know, dust would affect him a little bit differently than most people, and he just had sinus infections all the time and always coughed up lung, and so this was something that he struggled with for a long time. But he was also an avid uh, dirt biker, ATVer, and when he had a family and had he had four boys, and they would go, you know, on the weekends and go riding their dirt bikes and their ATVs. And, uh, you know, Steve tells a story about how, um, you know, uh, one particular day, and this was after he had been working on the mask for some time, you know, just from experiencing these sinus issues, you know, something he wanted to solve for himself. But he said, uh, you know, there was a particular day where they're riding on the trail and he looked back at the boys, you know, just to make sure everyone was doing okay. And uh, looks back, and everyone gives them a big thumbs up, but they're just covered in dust. Uh, you know, their faces are just covered. And he was thinking, man, that's that's not good for those for those boys' lungs. And uh, he thought it just kind of hit him. You know, he's like, yeah, I got to do something about this. So, coming from the ATV industry, he wanted to come up with something that they could use while they're riding their ATVs. But not only that, you know, use it while he's doing his construction. So. The, the whole design of the mask um, needed to fit underneath a full-faced helmet, so it needed to, um, you know, have a low profile. It also needed to be durable enough, um, you know, to, if you try to put a white paper mask underneath a, a, a full-faced um, helmet, you know, it's going to crush, it's not going to form perform properly, so it needed to be durable enough to uh, withstand that. And then, um, so it wants to be able to be used over and over again. So that's kind of how the RZ mask came about and why it looks the way it is. In the original material, uh, they made it out of was neoprene. And neoprene is a great material. It's very, very flexible, very durable, uh, which, you know, was perfect for what they, what they wanted to do. Very, very comfortable. But after about a year two years of being in the market with the neoprene, um, they realized they needed something that was going to be also more breathable because the thing with neoprene, it's like the wetsuit material. You know, it keeps your skin at an ideal inner temperature. But um, when you are doing things like landscaping 
and you're building up a sweat, that no-print material isn't necessarily ideal. So that mesh material came about as a way to, you know, have that same great comfortability, have that same filtration, but also have, um, you know, better breathability, more comfortability in those hot weather conditions, you know, when you're building up a sweat. So that's how the mesh material came about, and that's kind of the story of how the overall uh, design came about as well. Here's a little fun fact that's not so fun but very important to all of us. 5.5 million premature deaths due to air pollution worldwide. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, it's not just the air pollution as much as it is. I mean, that's true. I mean, air pollution is terrible. And that's why we do sell a lot um, of masks, you know, overseas, China, India, even, even like places in Europe, like Poland, for example, is um, a country that we sell a lot of masks in. But it's also people who are in our own backyards who are doing things like construction or agriculture who are not wearing protection or not wearing proper protection. Um, they'll be, uh, you know, doing things like working with chemicals or working in the grain bins with grain bin dust and they aren't wearing protection. And actually, I just got back from the farm show, National Farm Machinery Show, not too long ago in Louisville, Kentucky, and I had a gentleman come up to me, and he was an older gentleman, and was talking about this experience that he had from um, not wearing respiratory protection growing up and working in these grain bins, and now he's been paying the price for it later in life, and he's had all these health complications, and you know that's a very common story to uh, to have for people who are now later in life who weren't wearing the proper protection uh, earlier in their life. So, you know, it's, it's so, so important to be wearing proper respiratory protection. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, maybe the next day, maybe you don't feel anything or maybe you do have a little bit of a cough, but if you do that for years and years and years, it's going to catch up to you eventually. So that's why the RZ mask is, is such a great investment, you know. It is a, it's going to be a little bit more expensive up front. You know, you got to think this is investing in your health, and it's something you'll have for years to come. So, um, yeah, absolutely, it's, it's, it's very, very important. Well, that's actually a perfect uh, segue, Joe, because uh, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to fire off uh, some questions now that the, uh, that the listeners have submitted. And uh, this first question here has a couple parts. Um, they kind of tie into, uh, into each other. Ohio State Buckeye fan and the Twisted Grain would like to know the life expectancy of the mask. Is it washable? And how often to replace the filters? Yeah, the mask is washable. Um, what we recommend doing is removing the, uh, it's called the one-way discharge valves. And those are two little round um, caps. And those allow exhaled air to escape the mask, so you're not going to build up condensation. What you want to do is remove those and also remove the filter. So all you're left with is just the shell um, of the mask. And you can wash that. What I recommend doing or we recommend doing is just in the sink with some uh, some warm water and some mild soap. And letting the air dry. And then if your filter is still good, um, and usually you can tell if your filter is still good if it hasn't really discolored at all on the inside, and you can still breathe through it without, you know, a noticeable increase in restriction. So you can plug that filter in right back in. You know, uh, your mask will be cleaned up, ready to go. You know, a filter or a mask lifespan should last, you know, years. As, as, you know, as long as you're taking care of it, 
you know, like any other uh, tool, it should last. So, and, and we do uh, offer a 30-day, you know, money-back guarantee. So, if for any reason you're not satisfied with your mask or in the rare event that, um, you know, something goes wrong with it or, or something breaks or uh, you lose a valve or something like that, you know, we'll replace it. So Okay, and uh, another actual uh, popular question here that we got uh, is uh, – at Ginger Woodworks and at Organic Creations Woodshop would like to know if there are any plans in the future of possibly adding an option of uh, people's logos on their mask to kind of customize it for their shop. That's a great question. Actually, we currently are doing that. Now, typically, we do have a minimum order quantity of 24 masks. Um, and we do do uh, a custom heat transfer logo, and we've done that for, for many, many clients. They turn out great. They look really, really cool. And we also do something that's called sublimated designs, and that's where you can totally redesign the mask. And when we're actually manufacturing it, we, we, we make it whatever design, you know, with the actual patterns, you know, on the material. Uh, so rather than just a heat transfer. Now, that's a bit of a higher, uh, more of a premium and that would have to be done on a case-by-case basis, you know. You have to get a hold of RC. Probably get a hold of me, and I'd, I'd work with you on that. You know, the heat transfer is a more common uh, way to go, and we do that with a minimum of 24. Now, we have made exceptions um, on smaller um, smaller order quantities. Typically, the price is going to go up uh, to compensate for that, but um, it is something that we do. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to just reach out to us and, um, you know, see what we can do. That is awesome. I didn't know that that was a feature, so I'm glad that I don't have one yet because I'm just going to tell the wife, hey, this is for my health, and I'm just going to pimp out my own RZ mask. There you go. Uh, Joe, real quick. So you you have um, a few different styles that you guys have come out with. Um, How often are you looking to always improve the product to come out with new designs? Yeah, that's a great question, and we are really getting our ideas mostly from customer feedback, and we really like to have a two-way, you know, speed of communication um, between us and our, and our customers, and that is how the M2 came about, was from, you know, hearing our customers say, you know, hey, I'm using my mask for this, and it's, it's, it's too hot, so um, we came up with the M2, and um, then we... Uh, you know, came up with more designs, and um, we came up with some features to improve the the nose piece. And actually, Steve just got back from a trip to our factory, and at the factory, they made a ton of different improvements. So I'm really excited to see uh, those play out. And actually, we did also just come up with a brand new mask. It's called the M2.5. And where the traditional RZ mask adheres to the head with a single strap, the M2.5 has a double strap. So uh, it's got one that goes on the back of the neck, one that goes over the top of the head, the crown of the head. And it, uh, both bands are made out of elastic. They're adjustable. So what that does, it really helps with the overall securement of the mask. And the advantage is, is if you're going to be wearing your mask for a long period of time, and especially if you're going to be very mobile, um, the M2.5 is going to be ideal. Now, the traditional RZ mask with the single strap, that single strap does a, is great for applying and removing your mask 
frequently throughout your day. So from a woodworker's standpoint, maybe that's you, you know, especially if you have other types of safety equipment that you're using, maybe ear protection or eye protection, that is not going to interfere with any of your other equipment. So though the M1 and the M2 with that single strap definitely has its advantages. But that M2.5 has been very, very well received by our customers. It's been a big, big hit. So we're, we're really excited. So I guess overall, to answer your question, we're always looking to improve, uh, which is actually are in the process of developing a new filter that can filter down to a smaller particulate level and have increased breathability. So yeah, we're always always trying to improve over here. That's for sure. Is that the is that released yet? That new mask? Have you told anyone about the new two point five? Is it on your social media yet or website? Yes, the M two point five is available. It is on our website. Um, we are, you know, trying to do our best to, to get the word out about it. But yeah, it's available now, and and customers are loving it. Fantastic. Does it still have the same features as the other two with the anti-fog nose piece, the heat exhaust valve, the replacement filters, and the adjustable straps? I know you said there was two, but are is there any features that aren't included in that new one? Nope, nope. It's, it's pretty much, you know, in terms of functionality, it's the same as the M2 and the M1, I guess. You know, they come with the same filter. They both, they all have the discharge valves, the anti-fog nose piece. So uh, it's, it's identical in terms of functionality and all the great benefits that the M1 and the M2 have. Uh, the only difference is with that strap and how it adheres to your head. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, uh, that dual strap really does help with the securement and allowing you to increase your mobility. Now, it does take a, a you know, few seconds longer to apply and get adjusted properly. Uh, but you know, once it's on there, it's 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 on there really really well. Uh, so that's kind of the advantage of that M two point five. Well, actually, after hearing you talk, it looks like I actually have that M two point five. So I could have told my uh, my co host in parentheses that it was on the market. Um, the one thing that I love about it that uh, I didn't hear you say, but it's something that I really like about it. Uh, I have a small head. Uh, having, yeah, I know everybody's shocked on that one. Calm down, everyone. Everyone's shocked. Um, but what I like about it is the ability to kind of, you know, tighten the elastics up a little bit. And even though, I, you know, the mask itself might be, I'd say, slightly on the bigger side, it, you know, being able to adjust the elastics and really tighten it to my head and making it feel secure is, you know, the one thing that I really like about it. Yeah, that's a great point. That's that's one of the things that we've heard back from our customers is that with the M1 and the M2, uh, you know, they're you know we've we've had to come out with something called an extension strap, which can be added to the M1 or the M2 that can allow for increased adjustability with the strap. Um, but with this M2.5, you don't need that because the elastic, uh, you know, can be adjusted. Um, you know, right out of the box. So, yeah, that, that's that's a fantastic feature, and that's one of the things I really like about it too. Hey, Joe, that extension strap would that work for Pete and his height? Could could that <laughs> could that give him any? Oh, oh, shock, yeah, shocker! Shocker! Uh, episode episode two and more height fast. jokes. I love. It. And it and that strap cannot expand uh, people's shops either, right? That's that's not okay. 
Unfortunately, no. <laughs> okay, so Joe, we did last week with Rigid Ty, the marketing director over at Rigid Power Tools, we did a little game called Yes or No. It's basically I asked two questions, Pete asked two questions. You can only answer in a yes or no. There are some exceptions, like uh, if we ask something that you can't answer, you can opt out, but try to stick to the rules, okay, Joe? Thank you. I can do that. I All can right. do that. <laughs> All right, so first question, I'll, I'll take it. Snowmobiling is way better than dirt bike riding. Yes or no? No. It's not. Okay, Pete? Joe, yes or no, RZ Mask has plans for products other than a face mask. Yes. Oh, brilliant. Oh, now that's go. a yes that, or no huh? question, Pete. That's what I'm talking about. See? That's why you're here, buddy. Hey, hey, take notes. Take notes. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes or no. Does RZ Mask provide products for our US military? Yes. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Okay. Uh, yes or no, RZ mask um, uh, looks at applications or, um, uh, say, climate, uh, climate issues around uh, the globe when developing new products. Yes. Is Chicago, Chicago pizza is better than New York pizza, yes or no? Yes. For the record, that's two in a row, yes, Pete. That's two okay, in a row, well, yes. Then, well, then I might as well piggyback on mine, yes or no, Boston baseball fans are better than Chicago baseball fans. Yes. Oh! Oh. All right, Joe, oh, got to let you go now. No, I'm just kidding. Look at that, huh? See? <laughs> two, two in a row. Touche. Hey, and uh, before we went on air, Joe was awesome enough to say that he was going to give one of the uh, fellow Grain Knocker Nation listeners uh, something. And, Joe, do you want to tell him what that's about? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to do a mask giveaway for your listeners, and it's going to be one of our brand new M2.5 masks, which is really exciting. So, um, yeah, one of your uh, one of your listeners is going to win a, a brand new M2.5. Awesome. Which thank you so awesome. much. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll have all the details on our Instagram. Hey, real quick, speaking of Instagram, before we let you go, one last question. Um, what has social media, and particularly Instagram, because the woodworking community uh, and or, you know, construction, it, it's it, – it's a tight knit group. Um, it's really hard to explain to people who aren't a part of it. Uh, how has that really changed either your business or how you market your products? Great question. Well, I mean, social media has been huge for us. Uh, it's, it's, you know, given us an ability to reach so many people that, you know, would have been much more difficult to reach. And, We've been able to partner, you know, we've been you know, lucky enough to partner with some very well-known, uh, you know, what I like to call social influencers on Instagram and on YouTube, uh, you know, basically because they, they like to use our products. Um, and that's been, that's been huge for us. And, yeah, I, I can't say enough for, for the power of social media um, from just 
organic reach to paid reach, it's 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 amazing, and it's really taken our business to the next level. And um, I think it's it's going to continue to do so. And uh, we love all the support. We love seeing people uh, tag us in social media. It's a great way for us to you know that two way street I was talking about. It's a great way for us to hear our customers to give feedback to communicate to them when we have new things coming out. And if we come up with something that people don't like, we we know pretty quickly. And when we when we make something that's a home run like the M two point five, we we also find out very quickly. So. It's 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 been fantastic, and um, yeah, I can't say enough. I think it's just going to continue to do so. One last question that came up on Instagram that I just saw was okay. in Canada. Where what retailers can uh, our fellow Canadians, our neighbors, find RZ Mass at besides online? Is there any retailers up there up north that can find your stuff? Besides online, well, I will say that we do have a. Um, a Canadian website. If you go to rzmask.ca, you can order masks right online. We can ship them to you. From a retailer standpoint, you know it depends on it depends on where you are. Um, we do retail to uh, quite a few you know brick and mortar stores in Canada, but Kimpex was one of them that we we're in. Um, but it's it's you know Canada's so fast. It's it's um, you know, the best way to find out is to just shoot, uh, you can shoot me an email and I will let you know, you know, let me know where you're located and I can let you know, uh, what's in your area if there is anything. And, uh, it's, you know, unfortunately not, not always, um, you know, Canada is one of those places where we're looking to grow more, but we are there in, in certain places. So you can email me and, and my email is J K L A T T E at rzmask.com so it's just jclady at rzmask.com and uh, yeah I'd be happy to help you well from all of our Grain Grain Knocker Nation from Pete from myself thank you so much for joining us go to rzmask.com look at all their products buy one today I'm going to Joe thank you so much hopefully you'll join us again yeah thank you I would love to it was a blast we want to thank Joe Claddy from RZ Mask for taking uh, some time to join us. It was a great interview, really, really informative, and he was just a uh, an awesome guy. Uh, as a matter of fact, after uh, we recorded that interview, uh, I got a message from Joe, and we just want to uh, make a slight correction uh, that the rzmask.ca website is not operating at the moment. And he has instructed me to ask all of you, if you're in the Toronto area, to head to Mississauga Hardware for the RZ Mask or the MississaugaHardware.com website. We will put that link up there uh, on our Instagram account for you guys uh, to click on it and go check it out. Uh, So, yeah, and also want to thank him uh, real quick, too, for for offering up uh, that giveaway. I thought that was really, really awesome of them, uh, kind of spare the moment thing. And speaking of giveaways, my man Bill over there, uh, do you have a winner for episode one? I do have a winner for the Rigid Power Tools Brushless and Cordless Hammer Drill Kit, and that winner is going to be... Pete, drum roll, please. 
Thank you. Ah, oh, here we go. Come on. It is Three Sons Furniture. Three Sons Furniture. Congratulations. You are the winner of the Rigid Power Tools Hammer Drill Kit. That comes with the drill. That comes with the battery. That comes with the charger. That comes with those three things. It's going to be great. So congratulations to you. Make sure to message Grain Knockers your address, and we will send it out to you as soon as possible. Next, the RZ Mask giveaway. How to enter for that. Okay, so pay attention. You're going to repost. I know. We hate repost too, but with uh, how Instagram has changed, it's the only way to do it. Repost a Grain Knockers post and use the hashtags Grain Knocker Nation and hashtag Stand Tall with Pete. I, I know Pete will love that hashtag. Absolutely. We got to get it trending. So just make sure you do that because we are not going to post anything as far as the giveaway is concerned on our Instagram. It's going to be up to you guys to tune in and listen. Uh, and like I said, stand tall and Pete, Grain Knocker Nation. Use those two hashtags with any picture from our Instagram account, repost it, and you'll be entered uh, in the RZ Mask giveaway. I think they should get two entries if they take a picture of themselves acting like Pete or Bill, and I'm sure you can use your imagination with those two things, post a picture of you posing as Pete or as Bill, Use the same hashtags and double your entries. Do you like that, Pete? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, you know everything's going to be like a ball bust on me, but that's okay. We can live with that. Please. Dude, so You know uh, Nick Keys is going to be wearing some sunglasses be like, hey, Ron, I'm Bill. Dude, everybody's going to be like on a step stool or something. You watch. Step stool and sunglasses by your stock right now. They're going to go yeah, up right. in the next two weeks. Okay, so to, uh, to close up episode two, Pete and I are going to talk a little bit about the woodworking community on Instagram, the parts of it, what you use, what you don't use. Um, so, Pete, if, if I were to think of the different parts of our community on Instagram, it would probably go like this. Full-time woodworkers, most important because that's what you and I are, right? And then sure. part-time woodworkers. And then mm -hmm. I would say builders, like the construction area. And then, oh, you know which one I just remembered? Tool reviewers. That's big. Yep. And content creators. If you're looking at those different things as a full-time woodworker, who do you yep. who do you tend to follow the most? I mean, just being a full-time, you know, furniture maker, I always tend to, you know, flock to people building things. But I enjoy it all as much as like we use uh, Instagram or YouTube or whatever to learn different things. I also use it just for pure entertainment and for cool ideas right? Uh, and information. So um, I think like, you know, everybody has might have like their own favorites, uh, but I happen to enjoy uh, most of it for different reasons. I like the tool reviews because I think they're entertaining and I'm always looking to see what people think about as far as, uh, you know, their opinions on different tools. I like tool reviews because it's the only time where you can see someone get a tool basically to try out, throw it on the ground, submerge it in water. Like I saw one guy, uh, he got uh, one of the new Milwaukee stereos and he tossed it down a concrete driveway. He submerged it underwater and I'm like, you know what? I believe it now. Because when you read it on the box in a store, you're not always sold. You know what I mean? So sure, sure. The the only thing, and I did this in one of my YouTube videos. The only thing that like I don't care about 
as far as like tool reviews are concerned. I don't care that I can drill 300 holes on one battery. Like I'm never going to be doing anything that I have to drill 300 holes. Right. But if you're a construction worker and you're drilling all day long, that's important. For, to a full-time builder, no. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still always think that some of that stuff is a little um, is a little overrated, and even like all these specs. I still always go back to the mindset that you know a good tool when you hold it and you're using it. You know, if the difference between one drill and another drill is you could drill 50 more holes on the battery with one of them than the other, do you really know that difference? You know what you like when you're using it. You know how it feels in your hand and you feel the power you know once you're doing that you don't really you're not thinking about oh wait a sec how many rpms does this have or how much pounds of torque so i just like seeing the tools in action i don't really care about like the details part you know if i'm watching someone drill you know concrete holes with like a hammer drill and it's going through like friggin' butter like that's pretty cool to me I don't really care about the specs after the fact. Right. And it goes back to episode one, though. Like, it's per tool. Like, we all have that tool in our shop we don't love, but it's all we have, so we use it. Then some tool reviewer will show you a new version. And even if it's just doing a bunch of holes, I mean, it, it might not be something that you do every day, but you're like, all right, that thing can last, you know? That's a problem with mine. Not how I use it, but it, at least it can last. Yeah, no, but I but I think overall I think most things can can last nowadays. That's why like I'm not really hung up on like specific, you know, quantities. I don't really think that I'll be able to tell the difference time-wise between 25 or 50 holes. No, but power um, power-wise I think it makes hand, a difference. That's what I know about. Power-wise it makes a difference though. Like a table saw having a certain amount of amps or horsepower is different. You know what I mean? Like a five-horse yeah, no. motor and a table saw is going to rip all day. Hardwood, sure. softwood. I mean, and then you get down. I mean, stuff like that that these tool reviewers show us is very helpful for me. No, and I, and I get that. Like, you know, that's probably like the one thing where like a speck will matter as far as like horsepower. But I guess what I'm getting at is like if I told you a table saw had like, I don't know, 20,000 revolutions and another one had 15,000 revolutions. You know what I'm saying? It's like, do you know the difference? But you will know the difference between three horsepower, one horsepower, and you will know the difference between, you know, 15 amps and 10 amps. Right. That, and that's probably, that, that, that's about it as far as like specs are concerned. But it's per tool. Like you bust out a router and RPMs matter. Uh, but what, but I guess what I'm getting at is if, if a router has, if one has 8,000 or 10,000 RPMs and another one has 8,000, I don't know how much I can tell the difference, hmm. but I know it when I use it, but I know it when I use it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean. Like tools are all about feel in my opinion. That's for sure. I know what I like when I'm using it. No, that's, that's definitely for sure. Now, another aspect of Instagram would be, you know, full-time and part-time builders. And what I've noticed is full-time builders like myself, I don't post everything that I make. Because I'm I, like you, we make stuff all week long, pump it out, get it out. Some of it's very repetitive, especially with me making flags. I make the same flag multiple times, whatever. I like watching part-timers that take their time on a project because that's one thing as a full-time woodworker I don't have. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can see that side of it. Um, I like to post everything. 
uh, even if it does seem repetitive. I mean, everybody knows out there I build a lot of, uh, you know, farm, kitchen, and dining tables, and a lot of them are the same style, but I'm going to post all of them, you know, all that I can. I just, I always want to be, you know, out there and fresh on people's feeds. And that also leads back to a discussion that, you know, you and I have talked about with regards like the followers and how do you get a lot of them or staying on people's feeds. You know, you got to be active posting. That's at least one of the things. Um, So, yeah, so it might seem, uh, you know, repetitive, but it's constantly getting your stuff out there. And, you know, when you get people asking, you know, comments or questions, whatever it is, you know, you get the chance to interact with everybody. So. I mean, I'm all about like posting as much as you can. Yeah, I mean, I post at probably on average three times a day, every day. But I'm just not posting the same sign I'm making because I think people will be like, oh, great, another Chicago flag, great. Point was, yeah. when you watch some of these very skilled part-time builders like Nick Keys or Yellow Fox Design or a lot of these guys, it's cool to watch someone take the time to build a jig they might need to do something or you know what I, do you know what I'm trying to say like it's cool to watch the evolution of a part-timer compared to a full-timer and maybe most people don't notice it but I definitely notice it yeah i guess i don't look at it and i don't break it down that way i just enjoy you know watching the community as a whole do what they do um i'm not into you know, really into construction stuff. But I've got two friends of mine uh, at Dance Carpentry and at Platinum Carpentry. They do some awesome kitchen renovations or deck builds. I kind of like watching the process. It's not my thing, but I think it's kind of cool. You know, there are people that just like solely create content and it's all about, you know, plans to make certain things. You know, that's not really my thing either. But I kind of enjoy when someone's dedicated enough to, you know, make plans for, for an item and then put it out there for everyone to download and, uh, and see. So, Hey, who's that, who's our, that content creator, the teacher guy with the long hair? He's got to be from your area. Cause he's got that silly, stupid accent. No, I don't. I think his name's Tommy, Tommy something. And he's got, and he's got long hair. He's got like, he's got Flavio hair. No, it's about, it's about ear length. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, there is a builder up my way, uh, Tommy McDonald. Uh, he's sponsored by Woodcraft. Yeah, that's probably uh, him. Uh, but he, um, but I mean, but he's a, you know, he's a fine furniture maker on top of having a show just to show people how to make things. Right. Well, that's what we're talking about, content creators, right? Well, yeah, well, he's actually doing both because his, you know, his business is also to be a fine furniture maker. Um, I was actually at his shop where they filmed the show. I mean, I've seen some of the things that he's made. I mean, it's just, you know, remarkable stuff. So, I mean, if you if you can do both, I mean, that, I, I tell you, just me having a YouTube channel um, alone, you know, it's hard to do the building side of it and stay active posting and then also have the time to create videos to, you know, to posting to get more followers there. So if you're, if you're someone that's doing both, that's, I mean, it's amazing. It's a lot of work. Hey, I mean, you and I both, family men, full-time businesses, uh, we're squeezing a podcast in here, we're coaching our kids sports. I mean, credit to the content creators that find the time, because just editing this podcast is ours. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and I don't even see that, um, because I'm not, 
you know, I'm on, on that side of it. So that's all you. And I mean, I have no idea what you go through to do it. So name the top, who are the top content creators that you follow? Uh, I think the obvious one that we have talked about in the past is Brad at Fix This, Build That. And then the guy that, wait, who's the other guy? Wood Whisperer? Yep. He's pretty yeah, good. I enjoy, I enjoy the Wood Whisperer a lot. Um, I enjoy his videos. Um, I like how he breaks things down. Just the way that, you know, he talks about the projects. It's, you know, it's really simple and understandable and, you know, it's really relatable. So I enjoy him. Uh, a lot. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, a lot of the content creators that I enjoy the most are uh, a lot of the women in our community. So like Ashley over at Smashing DIY, mm -hmm. you know, she does a lot of building, but, you know, she's also, you know, really like up in her blog, in her YouTube, and really like getting a lot of content out there. And, you know, and she's fun with it. I mean, and I, you know, I enjoy like that aspect of it. There are some people who take a different, uh, different approach to it. So, I mean, you know, I love like flocking over to all those different sites of the people that we know, just, you know, to lend that support and give them the clicks and, you know, but I don't just do it just for the sake of doing it. I mean, I enjoy doing it. It's, it's, it's fun watching the stuff and it kind of gives you ideas and, you know, gets my creative uh, ideas going as well. It's what makes this community what it is, basically. I mean, man, woman, machine, uh, everyone kind of contributes to um, everybody's needs. Because I think we, we take a little bit, no matter if it's your thing or not, like you said about your friends who build, you take a little bit of that, you know, from here and there, and it helps educate all of us, really, is my opinion. Um, lastly... Uh, because the show's almost done, is uh, who do you think your favorite part-time builders are on IG? Boy, that's that's a uh, that's a tough thing to answer. There's a lot of them, so um, it's hard. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of them. Uh, so I don't know if I have one favorite. Like for instance, like. Amanda over at Rustic Duck Furniture. I mean, she's awesome. She was one of the first ones I ever followed. She's part-time? Uh, yeah, I think she is now. I think back in the day she was full-time. Uh, for whatever reason, could have been personal or whatnot. I'm not really sure, so I don't want to speculate. But uh, I think that she's maybe more part-time now. I'm not sure. But just overall, and now it's like she's, she's stepping up and doing more YouTube stuff. Uh, so I enjoy the hell out of her. Uh, I mentioned uh, Smashing DIY. Uh, you know, Ashley is awesome, and she's also one of the nicest people that I've ever talked to. Nick Keys, you know, down in Kentucky. Uh, Nick is killing it down there. Love Nick. And one of my uh, best friends on Instagram, Joe Carroll, uh, JMC Woodworking down in Georgia. He's uh, retired, and he just kind of does it part-time as a hobby, but you know, he's what he does is his stuff is amazing. The quality is great. Turns some of the best pens that I've ever seen. Uh, so it's cool. Like everyone kind of like has like their own niche. And it's cool. Like, you know, when you follow people that just have their their things, like there are people who do pens, do bowls, do big things, do little things. Uh, I, I don't know. Like they're just they're all cool in their own way. I love you know cutting boards. 
there were just some people that just have like their niche in what they do. And, you know, I love them all for different reasons. So let's see. I would say like, I, like, I, like, I don't, I don't necessarily think like the n- numbers dictate anything because some of the people that I just named have huge followers. And there are some people that I've named that don't have big followers. I don't think the following dictate anybody. Instagram has changed the way content can be delivered. I agree with you again that people, numbers don't matter because I've seen people that followed me when I just first started, they had the same amount as me and you know, we're, we're going up this ladder slowly together. And then I've seen other people and I go back in their history a year ago, they had, you know, 3000 followers and now they have, 20,000. I'm like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Good for you. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I guess I've stopped looking at like, uh, the follower account and really just stuck to just enjoying what people put out. If I like someone and I like, like their stuff, you know, I'm going to follow them regardless of the, the quantity uh, that they have. I don't really care about that. I just, you know, I just dig watching, you know, what people come up with and, you know, what they're passionate about and how much like they're pushing themselves. Like I get a lot of messages from a lot of, uh, you know, beginners out there. You know, I, I try to answer like as many questions as I can, uh, you know, as quickly as I can. And I follow a lot of them because I'm just curious like to see not only what they're asking me about, but see how they're following through and whatnot. And I tell you, like there were so many like new people like up and coming that are like, you know, really killing it out there. Uh, it's just doing awesome work. So. It's really cool, like just to see how many people are out there, because I wasn't even aware, like, like that this community even existed, or that there were this many people out there that you know just did woodworking in general. Yeah, I consider myself extremely new to the woodworking community and very thankful for it. The people that I've gained relations with along the way, it's irreplaceable, really. Uh, and then you know, people do message me too of technique and whatnot, and I'm more than happy to tell them what I do. Uh, a lot of times you can't, it's hard to tell people through a message, like how you do something, but it's hard to tell people on Instagram how to do stuff. That's why I think the content stuff, the videos, YouTube, stuff like that really helps and aid people of, you know, people learn differently. It's not just visual, it's audio, it's uh, doing it themselves. So yeah, I think this community is great. Uh, I'm glad that it's here or else you and I wouldn't be doing this show. Who was Yeah, it? exactly. I mean, it just, it just goes to show you, you know, right there. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't know each other from a hole in the wall uh, until, you know, until Instagram. So, and, and there are a lot of people out there. I mean, how many people out there have just forged these cool friendships just because of this? Right. And so many of, and so many of them, like they're really natural and you think that, you know, them like hell, like, I think I know Nick keys. I really don't. But it seems like I do, uh, you know, my buddy down, you know, Joe down in Georgia or Donnie down in Florida. You think you know these people because you see their posts all the time and you comment on their stuff all the time and you have this back and forth. You like you really think you know them, even though like outside of this, you really don't. I think like Ryan from Mackinwood and I. Back in the day, were like lost brothers. I don't know why. I, and we don't really even talk that much, but he seems a lot like me. Like I grew up riding dirt bikes. I'm a full-time woodworker. He's a full-time woodworker. He has kids. I have kids. 
it's just that relatability that you get on Instagram that makes you, you know, I don't have a crush on Ryan. I don't want to make out with him. Jesus. But I respect him. You know what I mean? Like you gain this respect for people like you. And it's not that you don't respect people that aren't like you. It's just, it's just like an attraction on Instagram that gains like this thing that your wife yells at you about. Like, get off the freaking phone. I'm yeah, all I mean, right. Dude, it's, a, it's a good thing you kind of clarified where you were going with that because I was getting really scared where you were taking that conversation there. Well, why? I, you know what I'm talking well, about, though. Like, Instagram can get addicted. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, you 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 mean your love says uh, love fest for Macanwood? It's not a love fest. That, that, I just think on Instagram, you know, him and I have a lot like of similarities. If you were a little bit taller and better looking, you and I would have more similarities. Hashtag skilo. I wish I was a little bit taller. Um, Damn, ninety-seven nine. Well, well, actually, you know, it's uh, it's funny. Um, through Instagram, I met. Uh, your wife. Tell uh, me you met your wife on Instagram. Tell no, me. No, no, no. Uh, Steve over at Grain Creations. And now I didn't – like Steve's a local guy. I mean he's in Gloucester. Uh, he's a good, you know, like hour-plus ride for me. But like I had no idea he was in Massachusetts till this. Uh, uh, Brendan over at uh, Be Inspired Designs. He's literally like the next town over. He's a 10-minute ride. Tops, I've gone to his house a bunch of times chilled out, hung out, whatever. Like, I had no idea these people existed, let alone were, like, in my area to kind of hang out with and talk to. So... Is his wiener dog mean? Oh, my God. Socks doggy? Oh, anytime I go near, like, socks, like, she, like, growls like crazy. Like, you would think she's gonna, like, rip me to shreds. My grandma... Then, like, my grandma has five of those Datsun dogs. They scare the shit out of me, and they're just little dogs. Oh, she's like, she's wicked funny. And she even like drink, she drinks coffee. Like she goes bananas for Starbucks. It's, it's pretty hysterical. And if she doesn't get it. Like she'll like, you know, bite your head off. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, just cool. Like just to show just like what a small world, like it really is. Like I had no idea that these people were here and they're like literally within driving distance and doing the same thing. So to close up the show, Pete and Bill, yep. uh, we decided that Instagram's awesome and you should be on it if you're not. So that's that's the end of episode two. Bye now. Yeah, I mean, everyone should be on it and, you know, like supporting each other and picking each other up. And, you know, I mean, because it's really cool. It's a fun place to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say let's do this to end the show. Let's end episode two with two recommended follows on Instagram that you think the fellow building and woodworking community should follow. Uh, I'll start off. I think he was brought up earlier today. I think everyone should check out Design by Donnie. His table and his the way he finishes his stuff and the way he mills his lumber uh, is awesome. So go check him out. Yeah, agreed. I, I can't say enough uh, good things about Donnie down there. Good dude. Get well to him. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to kind of uh, fly under the radar a little bit because, uh, you know, we've talked about a few people and they have like huge followings. Uh, but I'll go back to... Uh, uh, Nick Keys at Key Woodworks. Uh, go check him out. His stories are hysterical. Uh, he's killing it with the apron game. He will, he will build you like the coolest thing, and then he'll go bake some brownies. Like I'm telling you, like Nick is coming correct with the apron. So uh, go check him out at Nick Keys. 
I concur with that. Um, my last um, suggested follow would be RR Builders. Going back to local, this guy is an hour away from me in northern Illinois, and he just blew up the Instagram game doing his uh, post post buildings yep. and his tool review, and he's just a genuine, you know, real guy. And um, he's really fun to follow. Like he made one of his workers that works with him swim through like this retention pond or lake or whatever for lunch for the week and put, put it on his story. And it was hilarious. Uh, my, my second follow, um, uh, I've mentioned her, uh, earlier is, uh, go check out Ashley over at smashing DIY. Uh, you know, I've got to know, uh, Ashley pretty good. Like the last like few months, uh, one of the nicest people I've ever talked to just always like never seems like she's having like a bad day and she's not afraid like to push it and to build new things and to try new things. And she's great. Like, you know, anytime you reach out to her, like, you know, if you're having a bad day, reach out to Ashley. Cause she's always like, you know, laughing, smiling and putting out some cool stuff. So go, go check her out at smashing DIY. Awesome. Well, Pete, I think that ends episode two. Thank you to RZ mask for joining us today. Super informative, really nice. Joe, thank you so much. The giveaway, if you want to enter to win the, what mask was he giving us? He was giving us the 2.5. Yeah, the brand new one, the M2.5. It's uh, it's killer. I've got one. I, it's awesome. So the you, two point, love it. So the 2.5 is actually similar to previous masks, but it also has uh, two straps on the back, which is pretty handy. Pete has one. He loves it. Uh, to to enter or repost a picture of Grain Knockers posts, use the hashtag Grain Knockers and the hashtag Stand Tall with Pete. Those two hashtags will enter you in to qualify to win the RZ uh, 2.5 mask. Uh, you can double your entries if you post a picture on Instagram with the same two hashtags, but the picture is of you imitating either Pete or Bill. So get creative with that. Yeah, I mean, listen, thanks to Joe. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was an awesome interview. Appreciate the giveaway. Thank you to all of you for uh, for listening. He is at William Patrick Customs. I am at Furniture by Pete. Together we are at Grain Knockers. We'll see you next time on episode three. Grain Knocker Nation!